welcome back to Nerds of the Old Republic. We are talking about Kill Bill Volume 2. And just like Kill Bill Volume 1, I'm going to start with a rough transition back to where we were. I just had a oh shit moment. What's up? Did we introduce ourselves in the last one? I oh shit, we, ever we did. first missed it. That's the first time we've you know, missed we'll it. We'll be like a Tarantino thing. We'll just go out of order. Okay. So oh. we're going to talk for like 10 minutes and then we're going to do it. And then we're going to stop and say, uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? You're not going to get our names now. So, our, uh, <laughs> except yeah. for Mike. Well, <laughs> Wait, is got... it really him? Though? Yeah, there you go. I'm. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, we are here enjoying some fine mezcal in Mike's clay pots. You don't know which one of us is Mike, though. And <laughs> we are talking Kill Bill 2, which is, we're right in the middle of the revenge story for the bride here, Uma yeah. Thurman. Let's drink one to the bride. Absolutely. To the bride. To the bride. Right. Can we call her by her real name now? or? I mean, we can call her that, sure. We're going to presume, dear listener, that you have watched because you uh, listened to the first one and knew That's what right. was coming up. Right? To Beatrix. Right. To Beatrix. To Beatrix kiddo. <laughs> you know, kiddo. Hmm. Still good. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little alarmed at how uh, how much I enjoy just drinking chilled mezcal out of mm-hmm. a clay cup. Could be a new pastime. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm a little alarmed about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys enjoying the sushi? I am. And yes, uh, we cut in between everybody, but we had mistakenly left the sushi out for a little bit. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's fine. It's still cool. So it, I mean, it had cooled down a little bit, but it's all right. I popped it in the microwave, got it piping yeah, hot again. Yeah, no, it's much <laughs> yeah. better that way. There's yeah. that one piece. Looks like it's got a piece of raw chicken on top of it. I don't know what that <laughs> I, is. Now that you've said it, I can't eat it. It's probably yellowfin tuna, but I can't now. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. It's all yours. Which one are you referring the to? The one that has like raw chicken on the top. The sashimi. Yeah, and it's uh, I, I avoided that one. Yeah. There was two left. Last one of those I took, and I did not take well, that. I'll one. eat it if you guys <laughs> eat the rest of those. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, that'll be fine. That'll all be right. fine. So uh, here's my rough transition after you know practicing transitions like this for 17 years of teaching. <laughs> Kill Bill 2 is the bride's attempt, kiddo's attempt, to finish the rest of her murder list. Mm-hmm. All right. And we pick up with where she had just killed Oranishi uh, over in Japan. And we figured out in the last cast that that's when she goes to America. Right. We I had totally been wrong the first time. In three seasons, but, I, but I, I think that uh, that's what I thought as well. So Sean, Sean won the bell. He mm-hmm. it was a hard-earned bell for Sean. He had to argue his point and that's did. Good. Yeah, I'll take that bell to my grave. Went to the internet, the font of all wisdom, and mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, I did check IMDb and Screen Rant against each other, so they agreed. <laughs> you cross-referenced. Them. I did not have internet access, so there you go. Well, yeah, so she kills Vivek A. Fox. Yep, almost in front of her own kid. Probably creating another sociopath. Basically, in front of... I mean, the kid comes in right after the killing. Actually, that's... Caesar dead, yeah. Yeah, that's a cool moment, actually, when, uh, you know, she looks at her and says, when you're older... Uh, if, still, if you're if, still feeling... Yeah, uh, still come, feeling come find me. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the word she says if you're still feeling... Something about it. It's yeah. like it's a weird thing to say. Right. Like, you're just, like, watching, like, this girl just killed your mom. You're right. Uh, it's not like... It, it's not. It's not like eloquent prose yeah. it's like something casually like someone would say in that situation right. i forget what it is though you're right well i'll say i'll i mean i'll start by saying kill bill 2 was 
for me, the one that sort of redeemed both of the films for me. Um, I said in the last cast how Kill Bill 1, when I saw it in theaters as an uh, ignorant 19-year-old who loved Tarantino's prior films, that I was disappointed by it. Yeah. Um, I remember I did not even go see Kill Bill 2 when it was in theaters for that reason. I just, I knew I would see it, but I was just not chomping at the bit. Um, I eventually did see it uh, one night um, when I was just sitting up uh, watching movies in college. I think I was a senior. And uh, I fucking loved it, which I think was the product of two things. One, um, I expected it to be what it was having seen the first one. So I went in with better expectations. But number two, I also think that the second one is, uh, Sean, you raised this point recently, more cinematic in the classic movie sense. And I think that's what I loved about it is there's more dialogue, there's more like sweeping epic backgrounds, it takes its time more, it's not quite as focused on the over-the-top violence, and I think I really dug that. And I remember going back to watch Kill Bill 1 after that, and being like, okay, I, I like them both now. What's interesting, you make, you make that point, and it's odd, because if you said these movies come out of your part, they were probably filmed at the same time, and yet the feeling of each one is so distinct and to see his filmmaking transition between those two movies in a way like that sets up what you get in Inglorious Bastards and uh, Django and Once Upon a Time, all that kind of stuff that I feel like Kill Bill 2 is like the progenitor of that style of Tarantino, like the right. later style. Mm. I completely agree. I think that's the pivot point to, to what comes next. Yeah. And it's, again, it's so weird that they're like right next to each other. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, is it intentional? Did he know he was changing his visual style? Did he say like, you know what? I'm just going to do this more beautifully, more, se- more seriously. I'm not going to make it look cheap on purpose. Right. Because, I mean, and it's not that the first one doesn't have any of that stuff. I mean, it, it definitely does. It I does. mean, we, we talked in the last cast about the unveiling of the sword and all that. I mean, it has a little bit of it. But it's all the second movie is. It's just like beautiful scene after beautiful scene after beautiful the scene. The first one is small. Yes. It's small. Everything is small. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. really no big, giant, wide open places. It's all very almost claustrophobic in yeah. some ways. But you're right. Like it expands brilliantly in the second I mean, yeah. Now that you mention it, the uh, the suburban home, right? Uh, Hanzo. Hanzo? Am I saying that correctly? Hanzo. Hansu. Hansu. Hansu's sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cramped little apartment where she watches her father die in the animation sequence. The and chapel. then Even what's the that? Chapel's the wedding chapel. Oh, well that doesn't come until, until kill. Bill. Oh, it does a little bit in kill bill it's one. There. Cause we, yeah, we, yeah. we see, we don't see bill. The only expanse but, yeah. we get is when the cop is pulling in. Right. I mean, and then even when she goes and does the crazy 88 fight, like even that's inside a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that second one is then it's all outside. Michael Madsen lives like in a little trailer in the middle of a desert, Uh, you know, know, mm -hmm. thinking about it now, it has to be intentional because even the outside scenes in Kill Bill one, like the one where she throws Sophie down the side of that embankment, you know, to a hospital, the narrow band and everything, the way it looks, it doesn't make it look big. Like she's in a big open area. It just still makes it look small yeah it's mm-hmm. i wonder if that's just an, a, an aesthetic that he said this is all going to be very personal yeah and then it's going to get really big in the second one yeah I well i feel like you know the first one was very much so uh and uh, you know a samurai film yeah. um i think that the second one even though it is still the same characters and the same plot and is still a samurai film 
is more a spaghetti western. I think that it 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 is much closer to the good, the bad, and the ugly than it is to uh, Yojimbo or something like that. Yeah, I I think maybe there's that beginning of his moving towards the traditional western style because yeah, it it's like a blend, right? You've mm-hmm. got that samurai thing, you've got the like the boss fight and all that stuff. You've got the training sequence when she goes to see Paime, like all those things that are a part of that genre still, but then it does have that feel. The aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Like cosmetically, it feels like a, uh, a spaghetti Western. Like when she's up on the hill and she's scoping out, what's the guy's name? Bob? Not Bob. What's the brother's name? Michael Madsen's character. Michael Madsen's character is Bud. 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 That's right. Thank you. She's Mm -hmm. like surveilling Bud's place. And Mm -hmm. it's got that like, yeah, it's like she's on the high plains and she's right. like watching the thing develop in front of her. So the film starts with um, the black and white scene at the church, right? That's where yeah. it starts. And uh, I mean, that's just such a cool scene because, um, you know, you finally meet Bill yep. and Bill is fucking David Carradine. Like yes. of all like Tarantino just excels. We talked about that in a previous cast about all the actors that he just mm. pulls from whatever they're doing now back into the limelight. What a master stroke of casting. It was. And David Carradine should have won a fucking Oscar for that. He is fucking incredible. He's Mm -hmm. chilling. He's personable. He's like, he's a great dad. Like all these (laughs) things he does in this movie, you're like, fuck, this dude can do anything. Yes. Yes. And he can choke himself to death while masturbating. Well, yes. Come on. Talk about jumping the shark here. It is impossible, honestly, for me to watch his scenes in this movie. And somewhere there's always a back or a voice in the back of my head who's like, you know how he died in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's playing with he's playing with their daughter. He's like, bang, mommy. She shot you dead. And I'm like, oh. I just yeah. see you touching yourself. Right now. <laughs> it's not great. He's sitting there on the chapel like porch, mm-hmm. playing that like I don't know what kind of flute thing it is. That I I have no idea what kind of instrument is beautiful sounding. And yeah. He's playing yeah. that song and it draws her outside and mm-hmm. oh, just that that setup for this guy's supposed to be this big menacing like oh fuck yeah. this Snake is charmer. the dude this yeah. is the guy who's in the title. And then it's like they're like old lovers, and they've got this like this thing. But then she calls him her dad, and he looks at her like dad, you know, like mm. like I yeah. love that character development. And then he's like, oh, you should give her away. He goes, that's asking a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so so good. Yeah. And then they all show up, and it's just that like that showdown. Well, thing. well there's the spaghetti that's western. Exactly yeah. You get yeah. like you get Classic the long shot. You see the the villains emerge into yeah. the scene. And and you hear that like electric, you know that spaghetti western electric guitar, like that, yep. you know. And they f- slowly walk in. You hear the people screaming. And, no, Bill, yeah, said he right. Mm-hmm. But he he is magnetic. Every time he is on screen, he mm-hmm. just steals the show. He's fucking David Carradine yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I you know I remember a long time ago being curious. I'm like he's so good in this. Like yeah. I, I know you know he's the guy from Kung Fu, but I'm like, right. but what else has he done? And it turns out a fucking shit ton. The dude made yeah, like yeah. 80 movies. Like oh, wow. right he was he was in a hotel because he was working on set like at a movie yeah. when he died. Yeah. You know, I, I none of that stuff most of that stuff was not stuff anybody would know. It was all like yeah. straight to video kind oh, of shit. Yeah. But yeah. The, I guess he apparently had a nickname too as the hardest working man in Hollywood because yeah. he was that prolific. Oh, man, that sucks. 
I, I love that scene with his brother Bud too, and he's like, he pulls up in a yep. fucking um, De Tomaso or De Tomaso Mangusta. Yeah, you guys probably have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't. It's an exotic looking car he's driving. It, you know, it's like it's you'll see it if you watch the scene again. But so he shows up and he's just talking to like you know Michael Madsen's his brother, and it's mm-hmm. like the guy's like a friggin' hick, and Bill is a sophisticated dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. you pawned a Hattori Hanso sword for two hundred and fifty dollars, and they have this like moment like his range, like you said. Oscar worthy, yeah. Oscar worthy. He's got so I, many I different that part. levels. To that I love character. that part you're talking about too, because he goes, uh, "That sword was priceless." Yes. And Michael Madsen goes, <laughs> takes a swig of the bottle, and he's like, "Well, that's that's funny, because in wherever Texas, uh, they didn't think that. They thought it was worth two hundred fifty bucks." And like, even as an, an audience member, I'm like, "Oh, two hundred fifty bucks, right?" But he still has yeah, the sword. We yeah, that's later, the thing. You know, yeah, but you don't know at that moment. Awesome. But it's uh, I I love Michael Madsen in these movies. I love him in Re- Reservoir Dogs um, because the way he talks, it's almost like he's reading off of cue cards on which only three words are written <laughs> yeah. at a time. Yes. Because yeah. there's that great line in Reservoir Dogs where he's like, "If they hadn't have done what I told them not to do." they'd still be alive. And he's got a line almost exactly like that when he's talking to his brother, when he's talking to Bill and he goes, uh, what does he say? He says, um, uh, that woman deserves her revenge and we deserve to die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the guy's not moving the cue cards fast enough for Michael Madsen. You know what? Honestly, though, we talked about how Oshin or Oren Ishii gets the backstory. And I said, I think Bud gets a little bit. And we do get a little bit of his present story. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like a low-life club strip club bouncer that yeah. you know, they don't need it. He's being yep. able to clean the fucking toilet. And he's like, he just takes it. He lives in this shitty trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy was a high-priced assassin, right? Like, what the fuck happened here? And he's right. like, oh, yeah, there's a pawned my sword. But he really didn't pawn the sword. Yeah. And it's like, I wanted so badly. This was college me. Now I love this part of the movie. The fact that he does take shit from the boss. This, yeah. this fucking strip... Mm-hmm. Uh, club in the middle of nowhere and this guy's just belittling him to his face you work tomorrow no you don't you work yeah. wednesday you don't even know what fucking day you work you work thursday no you don't you yeah. know all that yeah. shit and i but college me was like kill him kill him <laughs> kill that motherfucker yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, it, I, I gotta just like kind of i think we're going out of order but the best part yeah. about his whole sequence is that you know he feels like she's justified yes mm-hmm. and yet he still puts up a fucking ass, big ass oh, fight. Yeah. With, like he fucking yeah. blows her away with the salt gun thing. Right. And it's yeah. like, oh, that whole thing is deeply disturbing. But I'll, we're not that far out of order, really. I mean, what happens after we see his back scene? I'm, I, because in my mind, that's actually the next thing is the salt gun and, and burying her. Is yeah. that where it starts? Because he comes back from the strip club. Okay. After so yeah, he's like, you don't work for like a week. And he's like, don't call me, I'll call you. And uh, he's like, by the way, check with so-and-so on the way out. She's got a job for you. And the job is like the toilet's yeah. backed up or whatever. So he drives yeah. home and he's got that trailer in the middle of nowhere. And like he goes inside and I think that's when the camera pans back and she's yeah. standing up there on top of the hill looking down. So it starts with the full-fledged right, wedding rehearsal scene? The right? movie begins yeah. with that. That yes. Kill Bill does, yeah. And then it goes to... Actually, it starts with that goofy moment in the car where she's like 
narrating what's happening oh. to bring us up to speed. Yeah. And Tarantino's got this infatuation. He loves making those cars with, not seem real. Yeah. Well, that, which I think is cool, but he's yeah. got this weird infatuation with rhyming. In Pulp Fiction, it was, who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. And in this one, it's, and I am gonna kill Bill. Yeah, but, that's yeah. right. You're but, right. But the first major scene is the church scene. It wasn't Sophie telling Bill that she's coming for them all? He's like, oh, my beautiful Sophie. Oh, there, there was a phone call at some point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's with her in the hospital or something. And he's talking to her. Oh, like, I what did they do to you, my beautiful now. Sophie? And then she tells right. him she, she's coming for him. There's that part is in yeah. there somewhere. Or is that the end of the first one? That might have been the end of the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he asks uh, what he told, what she told, um, yeah, what she yeah. told Kiddo. And, and does she know? Um, that her daughter's still alive. Yeah, that's that the last that word. Cut to yeah. credits. We yeah. forgot to talk about that. We did. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, we get it now. You know what? It lets me go back because we were talking about the expanse of the the vision. Am I right in saying that the wide um, wide shot or the wide angle bars disappear at the end of Kill Bill Two at the end of or Kill Bill One at the end of that scene where she's fighting the crazy eighty eight? After it shifts from black and white, I think. I think it does. It changes so, perspective. Like literally. If it was shot as one movie, you would have gone from that to the bars being gone and then the wider shots happening right away. So yeah. it might have been a like what appears more purposeful as we thought. Yeah. Interesting. So great yeah, point. Yeah, Thanks for bringing right. it back so I could go to that. Because I've been thinking about that for the last yeah. three and a half. We minutes. we did plan this all out in advance, guys. Totally. We were working scripts, from an yeah. cue cards. Very detailed outline. The writers this, are back on now yes. that this the strike is solved. This is our sixth take. <laughs> <laughs> Despite me shouting, we do it live <laughs> multiple times. So, okay. So there's the, the chapel scene. We find out exactly how it went down. Right. Mm-hmm. There's the bud stuff. Right. And that's, that's pretty much where we're at now. Yeah. And then he shoots her in the friggin' chest. As mm-hmm. she, I love that part where she stalks him. She like plans it out. Yeah. And then basically she just fucking runs to the door, right. mm-hmm. blasts the door open. And he just blows her away. Right. And it's like, she that goes flying me. like 20 feet. It's like, yeah. fuck. Right. Yeah. Oh, You're a trained ass assassin. Yeah. At the height of your, like, revenge story. True. Or, you know, on the, the climb of your revenge story. And you just run up to the fucking trailer. Right. Well, I think now, she's trying to get the element of surprise. Maybe she thought that he's just know. a half-head, like, fat-ass, like, well, he's Yeah, he does come across as that. Pretty and, but, and I think, you know, I think he sells it well. Because, I mean, mm. he goes in there and he's doing, he's rattling around, like, the dishes. Turns the TV on or music yeah. or some mm. shit. He comes to the window, like, when he hears uh, something in the distance, right? And he looks out the window and she's right below it looking up at him. Yeah. Um, but then when she goes in, he's clearly sitting there waiting. Oh, yeah. He yeah. knew she was there the whole time. So I think, like, you know, part of the implication is he plays, not that he isn't that character, Play, he yeah. is, but he hams it up in order to, like, put her off and then, right. like, pulls her into a trap. Mm. And what he does to her is just a master class in horror. Oh, my God. Like, mm. It's it hard about, to watch. Oh, mm-hmm. But the progression of the story is perfect because... The way that he, you know, he takes her to the freaking thing that he was, he, he shoots her up with the shit. She mm-hmm. can't do anything about it. Cause she's in such pain. Wakes up and she's at a graveyard where they're digging her grave essentially right. to bury mm-hmm. her alive. He makes the deal with the other girl there to, you know, to pay off to, you know, he did it, sell the sword and just buries her. The whole thing. It's that classic Tarantino. He's drawing it out, drawing yeah. it out, drawing mm-hmm. out the, the dirt falling on the thing. She starts to panic. Do you want this or do you want this? Right, right. If right. you're going to keep acting like a horse's ass. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's just the whole thing. He thinks he's got to do everyone think like, shit, he's got her. But then we get that beautiful pivot then 
to the paint or the, the whatever lessons of Pi May. Pi May, yep. the one inch punch, the, the oh. brutal tutelage. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, and just that again is a classic trope of this style right. of movie mm-hmm. where we get now the backstory of how this person learned how to get right. out of this pickle that they're in right now. Yeah, so I mean that scene is is fucking awful for me to watch because I mean uh, claustrophobia is yeah. not something I suffer from badly, but I hate being restrained. Like oh, I absolutely it it it's one thing that will absolutely freak me out. Like if I were ever captured and like you wanted to get information out of me, all you have to do is like put me in a room where I can't like fully expand my arms and shit and I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Are you breaking Good the to know. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> recording it, so I, sh- I shouldn't yeah. be giving my yeah. secrets away. I realize <laughs> this now. We'll edit it out, folks. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but but yeah, watching her in that is in in and like you said, like the sound of the dirt hitting the top of the coffin, right. and she's not able to move, and the camera's right in her face as she's breathing and like mm-hmm. screaming. The light and, is going out yes. as the dirt yes. falls on her oh, face. Oh, it's so awful! And then she turns on the flashlight, and it's just like you know it. Like right, she doesn't have a lot of time here yeah so good and then again it goes now to this backstory right, right? yeah to draw out right? her attention and it's bill and her sitting around a campfire laughing it up yeah. having a good time he's another he's playing that damn flute again right is that a, what is it it's not a didgeridoo right it's no, too no, small it's to be that didn't uh, make that kind but of it's um you know though again it's it's carotene is fucking mesmerizing yes. you know he'll play a little bit and then just apropos of nothing he'll be like the great Paime or whatever yeah. was walking. He tells that whole story, yes. and he's like, in an almost unfathomable act of generosity, yes. he slightly mm-hmm. inclines his head to whatever it was the monk of Shaolin yeah. or something like that. <laughs> fucking such a compelling story. Yeah. Carradine is amazing the way he does that whole thing. It's so well, and it just feels like they just sat down and he just did it in one take. Yeah, it feels like oh, he's sure. really playing that thing. He might be. Yeah, like the, everything there seems feels like he legit. Would. Right. It looks like Uma Thurman is like really gaga for this yes. guy. The way she's like, no, this dude really is fucking awesome. I would get in his, uh, or he can get my pants right now. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, take yeah. So they go up to you know that uh, thing at the top of the mountain. I don't know if it's quite a village or a monastery or what it is, but uh, yeah, you don't really get ground. the sense fucking just a training ground. So oh, so well, he drops her off. He takes her there, and he comes down the stairs, and he's all got the shit beat out of him. Right, he's all yeah. grumpy and like, shit. Well, he'll take you as a student. <laughs> How'd he go? Oh, well, you know, just a little sparring. Right. Like, you know he got his ass handed. Right, exactly. He's all, like, pissed. He takes her bag, throws it on the ground. He's like, I'll be back in a month or whatever, or a year. No, I'll be back in a couple of years, whatever it is. And yeah. just leaves her there. Right. For her fucking Jedi training or whatever it is. Right. Dude, oh. and, and Pai Mei is such an absurd character. Like, uh, well, or, He's literally from the... Caricature is the yeah. word I'm looking Can for Can you guys here. all hear me on the pike? Is moving my beard aside? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when he does that, you get the, the kung fu... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, but he's that. You know what? Even knowing like what a what a like caricature that character is and how absurd it is, it's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that character is so amazing. Everything, every word out of his mouth, or I should say, word in the subtitle below his mouth, is the funniest fucking. No, wait a minute. Okay, I watched it again years ago, and then when I my recent rewatch, I watched it off of a like a Plex server thing. There were no subtitles on the version I was watching. It was English dubbed? It was just him speaking in Chinese, oh. and I had to infer what they were talking about. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. That so there were subtitles, and the, I can't it. remember. There were. I know there are parts of Tarantino yeah. movies where he does not translate it. Oh, no, there's, there's clearly subtitles, because yeah. he gets okay. off so many great lines. I mean, the one part where he's got her arm behind her back, 
and he's explaining to her at length how this arm belongs to him now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think at, in the moment, you think like, oh, that's that's just a badass thing to say, right? But then a few minutes later, um, he begins a training exercise by saying, since your arm belongs to me now, yeah. I want it yeah. to be strong. Oh, He tells her to pick up the sword. Mm-hmm. And like try to right. do it, and he's like laughing at her samurai training, like oh yes. you're proficient with a samurai sword, oh right. garbage Japanese garbage crap, whatever. Yes. And just, <laughs> oh, but he says uh, if you land a something like if you land a single blow, then I'll bow down and call you master. Yeah, yeah. Freaking hands her as he's standing on the tip of her sword. You get that yeah. look of like oh yes, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolute trope right there. Yeah, yeah. I love it. St- dancing on your enemy's sword and. Yeah, the whole, like, the master owning you thing. Right. Yeah. The, no, the part it. two when he makes her punch repeatedly, mm-hmm. that one-inch punch thing, right. and then finally you see that she can't even eat the rice. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, are you going to eat like a dog? And he right. throws her food out on the floor, and then basically she picks up the chopsticks and hands her his, and his bowl there, and then she does it, and he's all like, Hmm. Yes, strokes the, the beard. Stroke. It's just the slightest nod of approval, yes. and that's where they end the segment too. So you're like, so that's a, that's what you get from Jaime as far as approval goes. Right. And then she punches her way out of that fucking car. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she it's just amazing. starts. And that is cool. With yeah, like the they cool. they bring in Ennio Morricone was involved in. Uh, he's the guy who who's done all the spaghetti westerns yeah. and everything. The Ecstasy of Gold. That's Ennio Morricone. Um, he was involved in some. Tarantino movie or movies. I don't remember if he was specifically in Kill Bill or not. But even the way she emerges from that coffin is set to that glorious Ennio Morricone style yes. spaghetti western. Yeah, yeah um, it's just beautiful as she's like the dirt's falling and she's climbing yeah. up through it. And the other point that just occurred to me is, uh, Adam, you mentioned in the first cast about um, the monomyth, the Joseph Campbell hero's journey. Mm-hmm. You know, the hero always has to go to the underworld and yeah, emerge reborn in well, some way. And they actually and show her ascension, too, literally, from a side cut. Right, from yeah. a coffin. It's a resurrection. Yeah, yeah. and she's rising, too. She runs across the street. Yes. <laughs> and, like, goes into a diner, and she's all yeah. covered in shit. And right. she's like, have a glass of water. It was, and she does it in that same exact style of uh, Lucy Liu in the first movie. Yeah. Like, as yeah. your new director. Yeah. You know, she's like, may I have a glass of water? <laughs> so I was researching what you were talking uh, he carries a yokobu. A yokobu. I've never so heard a, of that. So it's kind of flute. Okay. It's like a big ass flute. Big <laughs> ass flute. Yeah, bass flute. <laughs> That's actually the definition that it says it's on the big ass flute. Big ass flute. Mm-hmm. I love how she also goes directly from coming out of the grave barefoot and just walks across the desert that way to finish the job on Michael Madsen. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no interlude. She doesn't go back and like recoup. She doesn't like. She, nope. There's like one-minded, single, this is it. I am going to kill this motherfucker. I am not taking no for an answer. (laughs) And then, uh, how did she kill him? I can't remember. Oh, she doesn't. Um, No. You're um, right. Shoot. uh, What's Ellie Driver? Ellie Driver. Uh, No, that's not it. It's, um, no, um. Shoot, who's the actress? It's another one that Tarantino, like, plucked from obscurity. Yeah, she was Splash. Uh. Yeah. What the hell's her name? I said it. Earlier, no. Famous like, actress. We'll get it. <laughs> All I can think is Julie Dreyfus, and that's not who it is. No. Adam's on it. Yeah. yeah the but, interwebs. But she comes to buy the sword uh, yes. that he's taken she from Uma Thurman. Yeah. yeah, from Beatrix. And uh, that's a cool scene, too, actually, uh, because as he lays there Darryl dying. Daryl Hannah. Hannah. Is that who it is? Daryl Hannah. Yep. Sorry. Getting there. Um, 
As he you, was right last cast, so maybe he's right again. Can't be right again. Give me my bill. <laughs> I don't have We're one. I do have it. one near me. Very. I got to verify it first. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so as he lays there dying agonizingly from the black mamba bite, um, she's great in that scene. She sits down and she like opens her notes and starts reading him her research on the snake yeah. bite. And she's like, she uh, she says some people say they experience uh, you know whatever symptoms. Are you feeling any of that? Yeah. You know? and, you, know, um, you, you said Black Mamba got him. Well, Black Mamba got him. Right. That was the bride's call call name. She was the Black Mamba. There's a lot of, yeah, so there's a lot of references to that. There's this literal snake yeah. in the trailer. Even in the first fight scene with Vivica A. Fox. I I should have been Black Mamba. Yeah, she's yeah. like yeah. pointing out that she should have been. But I guess if you I think mean, about I get, it. And at the point, you're like, okay, I get it. It's a yeah. race joke, but. But it, this. I it's think not. in the second one, it's almost like Tarantino kind of giving her the revenge because the Black Mama did get him. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't her kill, but technically, if you think about it in a stretched way, she kind of did get him. Yeah. 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 And I, I love that fight scene with Daryl Hannah because that she was set up to be this real menacing figure from the first one. She's the nurse with the one eye patch thing. She comes in. She's just about to inject the shit into her IV and Bill yeah. calls. Like, right. she's come so close she, to killing her before. Right, right. And it's like this whole, like, obviously she was her rival. Right. Obviously she had been gunning for Bill's dick, too. I was right. going to say that. Yeah, there's definitely some, like, love. Oh. Love pissed off. Absolutely. A, a quick pause here to point out that it is Daryl Hannah. I confirmed that. So yeah, you were right, Sean. I just did, too. Good for Why you. Why do you guys doubt me? <laughs> Ellie Driver is the name of the character. Yes. Um, I answered the wrong question. But, uh... The, the fight between the two of them is is uh, really interesting because the whole thing takes place in that tiny-ass little yeah. trailer. Yeah, speaking of and yet it's yeah. still a really cool fight. Oh, the, the back and forth, like, the just them going, like, completely at it. And again, Daryl Hannah's got the upper hand for a second. Right. And then we get to that, like, um, I don't know what she rallies herself, basically. Oh, but tell me, how did you lose that? Right. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, your master, Pai Mei? Whatever, uh, you know, what did you say to Pyme to make him pull out your eye kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, they show the story, but then she goes, and I killed him for it. Right, like, right. I, and then, like, this whole thing, she and now I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I killed your master. Yeah. And then Another just trope. sends her in that, right, right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I love how she just, like, they're, they're locked, and it's about ready to go, and then she just does the... They yeah. just pulls the fucking yeah. eye and she's like they oh zoom in on yeah, it. Yeah, they she's, do. Yeah. Oh, her reaction is just haunting. Like, ah! Right. Ah! She's screaming right. and thrashing yep. and oh, it's... Because up till now in both movies, this character has been like cool as ice. Like mm-hmm. a, a stoic face, like low voice. And now she's just screaming, You fucking bitch, where yeah. are you? Yeah. Get yeah. over here, I'll fuck yeah. I'm With the kill you. the snake yep. riding yep. towards her yep. and right. she rides on the ground. She just leaves her in there. I love it. Just lets her just get killed by her own yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's so Another good. Great scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gets her sword back. Does she leave? I think she leaves Bud's sword there. She just she takes. Yeah, because you see, it's like in mixing with golf clubs or umbrellas or no, something. No, but no. Like uh, she was fighting with it for a little while because Daryl Hannah had her sword. Yeah. So she grabbed Bud's yeah. Hansu sword. and oh. was fighting it. I think she took hers back and just left Bud's sword there. Oh yeah, I think. I yeah. would have taken them both. Are you going to get two hey, Hattori Hanzo swords? Nothing looks better on screen than a character fighting double swords. Yeah, that yes. is the coolest. Well, she did shit. fight with the scabbard for a little while, yeah. which yeah. technically is how you're supposed to parry because it absorbs. The, yeah. yeah, well, and you can replace the scabbard. You can't replace your sword. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, there is something, though, isn't there, like a trope against using your, your enemy's sword unless you absolutely have nothing else left in this like world? Like a last resort so, like, kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and she still has hers, so. 
That's such a great I thing. She just looks at the golf bag. He's like, to Bud, the only man he ever loved. That's Phil. right. Yeah, that's really <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, it's like that. He's good with the checkoff gun kind of thing because they mentioned the sword. Yep. And there it is, right? Like you knew it was going to come up at some right. point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is the reveal because he yeah. didn't sell it. Well, it, I mean, it's also uh, not to get overly analytical on all this stuff, but it, I mean, it kind of tells you like this character is suffering from like guilt or trauma or something because he's trying to isolate himself from his brother. He's lying about the sword. He's drowning himself in booze, right? And it's like, right. but in the end, it's like he also says those things like she deserves her revenge and we deserve to die. And he still has the sword and it's got yeah. that inscription on it, you know, like. Um, you know, so you get the sense that this character puts up the tough exterior as a coping mechanism. Almost. He's very paradoxical because yeah. he has that almost like self-destructive penitence he's putting himself yes. under, mm-hmm. like penance, whatever. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. But then, yeah, exactly. But then he wants all that money. Right. So, yeah. you know, he's fucked up and maybe intentionally, but he doesn't want to be fucked up forever. Right. So he's complex, like most Tarantino characters. Yeah, absolutely. Could have a story, again, could have a movie all of his own. There you go. Which, quick uh, side jump for a second. For a while, I don't know if it's still being discussed, but there was talk of Kill Bill 3. It's still out there once in a with, while. Yeah, yeah. with um, Vivica A. Fox's daughter as you know, completing right. or coming back for her oh, revenge yeah. against Uma Thurman. Well, the fan speculation is that Uma Thurman's daughter, Maya Hawk, is also about the same age that her daughter oh. would be in real life and she could mm-hmm. play her and there'd be this whole thing. And I think that's fan speculation. And Tarantino so. fans the flames once in a while. Sure, right. He said he thinks of, well, I'm only going to do one more movie. But I think of the Kill Bill thing is all one movie. So they said, like, he could do he that and do his. So, and, so. and the latest scuttlebutt is that they want Zendaya to play Vivica Fox's daughter. Yeah, I mean, cool. it'd be awesome. I mean, they, yeah. they could pull it off. It'd be it fucking be. super sweet. But And it would still be within the genre because, yeah. you know, another revenge comes back and you you've have to continue the revenge cycle because yeah. you need your revenge. I think it would be cool, and I think it's something fans would enjoy. Tarantino does not strike me as the type of dude to mine his own like you yeah know, it's yeah. fan service because honestly yeah. who would the bad guy be one if they're gonna take revenge on each other it can't be kill bill because bill's uh, dead i'm sure yeah. he could do it and it would be great I wait, just... whoa, whoa, whoa wait bill dies i mean sarcastic <laughs> or but... doesn't or does he i mean <laughs> yeah. maybe just in the sense that we're all slowly dying he is immortal yeah. thank you for being with us dear listener because <laughs> you have been dying for the last 20 minutes that. You're all dying of entertainment, I hope. Than you were when you started this podcast. Yep. Okay, yep. so Viper, the, uh, <laughs> let's see, the, the Bud's dead. Okay, well, let's go. Yeah. Already she, mm-hmm. the A. Fox, we don't know her real character's name. Uh, Bud, the one eyed girl, Ellie Driver, whatever you call her. And now it's, uh, it's next, Bill. Next in the list is Bill. Bill. Right? Is the, it? the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad right. is pretty much gone. Yeah. And this is when she's driving like that, like, do, 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 do. Yeah. She's like yeah. a Kirby the Love Bug, whatever, driving around right. to try and find yeah. him. Like, the most interesting man in the world is Bud's, like, step Yeah, I was going to say, she's in, like, what is it, Buenos Aires or something like Mexico. that? Mexico. He's, like, hiding oh, out in yeah. Mexico, yeah. So that actor who Hence plays that, um, is, is it Mexico? I thought it was Spanish. Mexico. I don't know. The, the, the pimp, anyway. The actor that plays the pimp is also, he's, he's actually in... 
Kill Bill 1 as well as the sheriff that investigates the church oh, scene. Oh, that's yeah. him. You're right. It's the same actor. Wow, great range. But I think he is fucking hilarious oh, yeah. as the pimp. Like, yeah. the way he talks is just so, like, you know, I, I wouldn't have killed you. I would have just uh, cut your face a little bit. <laughs> And then, the, and then the other the whore comes in who right. has clearly yes. cut her face. Right, right. Oh, right. Yeah, like yeah. her lip is like yeah. slashed. Yeah. yeah. He's like, dos verses or whatever. Yeah. And she comes over yeah. with him and she's like. <laughs> and Uma Thurman's doing that like whole act again about being the ditzy whatever. Right. Until finally mm-hmm. she says, I'm looking for Bill. Where's Bill? Right. And she yeah. keeps going, where's Bill? Right. And then finally he tells her and then. She arrives. Right. It's like pretty much cuts to it. Like, uh, no, there's no it's, more. Yeah, she's it's here. fast. Yeah. Exactly, like fast yeah. travel right to the end, and then he's got this gorgeous like compound where someone parks her car for right. her, mm-hmm. and, like lets her in. And, yeah, like, yeah, and then she meets her daughter. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 brings us then to what I mean to me in a fabulous film, couple of films. This is this scene is my favorite. I can watch this on YouTube at night. Just just the scene. <laughs> I don't even need to watch the movie. Um, in all of, you know, Tarantino's fabulous filmography, there's so many great scenes and this has got to be a top five for me. David Carradine in this scene, uh, in that setting and the music and everything is fucking the best. Such a great scene. Love it. And he's like this doting, loving father and just how he just treats it like, oh, mom's home. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's like nothing, like no big deal. Like, oh, and then she goes, what, what, did, what happened to mommy? Like, well, I hurt mommy really bad. Right. You know, and he's like, he's honest. Right. Yeah. But he does it in such a cute way. He's making her a sandwich, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Right, he's right. making like a peanut butter he's and jelly sandwich. Cutting the shit. crust off the shit yeah, as he's doing, yep. delivering all this dialogue. And mm-hmm. she's just stunned the whole time that yeah. all this is happening. Oh, and it just, and again, like, t- uh, not Tarantino, uh, uh, Carradine is so mesmerizing just in how he talks. He's such a storyteller. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, know uh the the whole thing about the fish you know and he's like now is that not the perfect image of life and death a fish flapping on the floor and a fish not flapping on the floor and again while like Mm -hmm. you said while he's cutting the sandwich up and all that shit the edge of menace is still there even though he's like so disarming to the point where charming yeah yeah beatrix kiddo is completely charmed again right she like crawls into bed with her daughter they watch a movie it's like yeah yeah right like well she wants that she wants that normalcy she wants what she had and she knows that she has to go and whatever is happening right now. Right. So, you know, I saw that as like, okay, this is the one moment of normalcy she can have in her life, period. Right. But did you guys feel like for a split second, like, well, maybe they'll get married and they'll raise her together and it'll be cute. <laughs> like, that's what he's leading um, me towards. Yeah, he, until he shoots her with the truth well, serum exactly. sure, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's just my own event, invention. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, like, she gets out of the thing, ping, like, right, right yeah. away. Yeah. She's just well, like, yeah, she comes don't down. move, kiddo, or I'll put another in your eye. Is yeah, that what Yeah, something like that, yeah. And he's down there, like, she comes down, and he's down there, like, looking at her sword. And, and they have this great conversation. Of the, mm-hmm. the, he talks about comic books and Superman and the mythology yes. of yeah. all that stuff. Like, he's just, he's mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. He's charming. And at the same time, you know he's extremely deadly, as mm-hmm. evidenced by that point. Like, she yeah. tries to move for the uh, sword, and, like, he fires a shotgun. And uh, then he puts the truth serum in her and everything. But he's also, like, quirky, because he does that thing where he's like, you know, if you keep messing around, I'll have to put one of these right in. And then he goes, ha, 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 I'm just fucking with yeah. you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that whole thing just completely pivots to something else. I'm right. just fucking with you. He's yeah. drunk. Right. Yeah. Clearly, he's yeah, drunk. Right. literally just keeps pouring yes. himself yeah. shot yes. after shot after shot of tequila knowing he's about to fight to the death with 
someone. Right. Which also, you know, to me, I, I, I ask myself, like, okay, from a writing or directing standpoint, why would they do that? And I think it's because they're trying to say, like, this dude is, you know, you mentioned Penance before. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. Penance, but it's like he he probably understands that she's right and right. he expects to die. Well, know? his yeah. admission, too, is like, I overreacted. And yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, what an overreaction. <laughs> slaughtered an entire church full of people. Right. And this woman carrying your child. Uma Thurman's reaction to that is fantastic. She goes, you overreacted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just love how like it, that final payoff. It's like it's not this epic battle. It's exactly mm-hmm. what it needed to be. Yes. It's the five finger fucking death punch. Yes, right? it's, yeah. It's, Which you weren't sure she was taught because you don't know her right. how how her training ended. Right. Because she said, didn't he say before there was only one technique he wouldn't teach me? Right. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Because well, that's in the story. That's what he does to the Shaolin monk that insults yes. him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you almost forget about that concept at all until mm-hmm. you see her do it to his chest, and you're like, oh fuck, that was that right. thing. What was it yeah. called? It wasn't five finger death punch, but it's oh, like essentially or five goals. point death punch yeah. or something like that. You, you yeah. take exactly three steps, and then you, your heart yeah. explodes yes. or whatever. He takes the delivery, like, how do I look? Like that whole, yes, oh, that's great. So yeah. good. He, he takes another drink, he straightens his shirt, yes, you know. he's got all this time, and then the three yep. steps, and he the, starts <laughs> walking yeah. toward the beach, One, and then that music two, is playing, two. and Uma Thurman's crying, and yeah. so you yeah. understand the emotional weight of this. Like, she has to kill him because of what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's unforgivable, but at the same time, it was a man that she loved. It was right. a father yeah. figure, a tutor, and a lover to her, you know, and, right. and he's raised her daughter, so there's all this emotional grab and he falls over and then there's also that moment where she uh um you know sort of realizes i guess i'm getting ahead of ourselves here but it's in a few minutes following that where they're in like the little hotel or whatever and she's like she's sobbing and then it slowly turns to like laughing right like Mm -hmm. a laugh sob thing because she survived she did it she bested them all right she's totally out of the game right Yeah. yeah everybody's gone she's free and clear and her it's, daughter's alive. Yes, yes yeah. with her in the other room. It's the five-point palm exploding heart technique. That's, That's right. it. Hyphens between every single one of those. <laughs> I like, it looks so stupid, too. It's like... Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, <laughs> well, but that's how it is in every kung fu yes, right. film where they have one technique that will kill you. It, you have to suspend your disbelief for all those films. I mean, yeah. you watch a movie like, uh, you know, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and you're like, that's not real. Like, that's impossible. Right. Or any of the old, like, Bruce Lee movies which don't bring in the magical realism element. It's supposed to be literally like he's fighting them like a real human. And it's like, well, what if three of those guys went in instead of one at a time, you know, Mm -hmm. so you have to suspend your disbelief that goes without saying. But, um, the point that I was about to make was the actual fight that they have. I love, I love, love, love that they didn't draw that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They didn't make that like a fight that goes on like the Lucy Lou one. We've already had that, right? Yeah. It's decided quickly. And I also think it's cool that he never even gets up from the table. Yeah. Like he fucking fights her swinging his sword like over his head and all Mm -hmm. that shit. It is a fucking unexpected and very cool final fight. I love his line too. He's like, Pai Mei taught you the the fucking exploding palm heart thing. And she's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm. Yep. Well, because I wasn't a dick to him. Yeah, exactly. His like right. his total like like disdain for him. he taught you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it begs the question: like, was Bill really actually fighting? Right, because well, yeah, a trained assassin is not going to handle a, a sword like that. Just or drink uh, or, half a bottle of tequila. Yeah. leading up to the fight. Yeah, I, I as think you pointed it, out. Like, yeah, Mike he's, said, I think he was just expecting that she needed her revenge, and and then he went with dignity into it. Like, yes. he, yeah. he died. 
That was it. This is time to die. Nothing became his life like the leaving of it. Yes, he was oh, a man. Who Somebody dies should write that down. I feel like that's got a ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should start something. Maybe a book with that. <laughs> oh horror, horror! <laughs> We're just quoting everybody all over the place today. I love it. You know who we shouldn't quote though? It's fucking Elon Musk. No. Fuck that guy. No, fuck that guy. We've got to beef with him. He's not a friend of the cast. He's no, no. longer a friend of he's the cast. He's persona non grata. In fact, he's an enemy of the cast. I was I was going to hold my breath on that one, yeah. but yeah, I cuz I don't want the notor nation to go yeah. hunting for him. Right. Cuz it's enough that you can already find where his plane is at all times well, online. So. Yeah. Dear listeners, uh Nerds of the Old Republic was 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 absolutely exploding as a social media presence. I, mm-hmm. I dare I say that we were you know, in the very top echelon of the quote unquote influencer. Top one percent. Right. Yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not hyperbolizing, am I? I'm not exaggerating. Not at all. No, we were we were flirting <laughs> with some pretty awesome stuff there. So yeah. Like, yeah. We no. we had huge numbers. I mean, but all kidding aside, uh, uh, it's you know, it was uh it turned from a very useful tool for the cast uh into a a very frustrating experience very quickly. Yeah. And yeah. and we're That's not Marx's book. where we died (laughs) yeah yeah right and a lot of influencers have had this experience on x so it's like that's why you haven't seen us listeners or heard any of mike's witty quips or memes (laughs) because it's just unfortunately not going to get seen for some reason we got like de-escalated on the platform it it became not worth uh the effort at a certain point yeah and and we did mention prior in cast planning that we were going to say fuck you elon musk so fuck you, Elon Musk. <laughs> so this has become now a plea for word of mouth. Yeah. The old style, uh, what do you call that? Like door knocking campaign. Bring your friends. Grassroots. That's right. Yeah. We need you to get out there and find two friends yeah. to listen to the cast. And then they find two friends to listen to the cast. And before you know it, we're back where we were before. We have some pamphlets that you can pass out yeah. you know, to people at gas stations or... Mm-hmm. You know, restaurants yeah, yeah. and then if you if you all send us a dollar <laughs> peace and love and harmony will be visited upon you yeah i don't want to call it seed money but like <laughs> you're gonna reap what you sow <laughs> dear brothers of the no tour church <laughs> but wait, are we dear tax sisters exempt? we're tax exempt now uh Bitchin'. we've been paying taxes the whole time <laughs> so whoops no but seriously like we've been talking before this um before we just get to our final recommendations about kill bill because i think we're there yeah, um, you know, on one and two. Uh, yeah, it's really been it's really been kind of tough to to find new people out there. You know, we've got some word of mouth. Um, you might see some no tour stickers if you go to a disc golf course ah. in our local area, <laughs> or Australia, or Australia. A <laughs> couple of Tesla superchargers have yeah, some yeah. Uh, stickers tagged <laughs> on them. But you know, at the same time, really, it'd be great if you could just share with a friend. You don't need to do anything fancy. Just yeah. say, you know, hey, I know you like this sort of thing these guys talk about it you'd laugh well and uh, you know yeah we want the new people but a huge thank you at the same time to you know we we have a, a steady listenership For it sure. seems and yeah, yeah and, thank uh, you all we do appreciate those people yep. yep you guys are why we do this that's right Indeed. yeah i also like the alcohol but well, you guys, I mean, yeah. you guys are why we do it for sure. So thank you for being here. Because <laughs> sort of a one A one B. That's right. That's right. It's not. It's not one A. It's one B, or one B. It's it's concurrently. Yeah. One part one. One part two. Little altruism. Little alcohol. Yeah. 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 Like it. Yeah. And as the trope says, this has been brought to you by <laughs> viewers like you. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for being there. You know, we see y'all. Um, but we would just love to also, you know, have 
more people join the conversation, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. hit us up. We are, you can email us. It's nerds at old Republic, nerds of old Republic at Gmail. Yeah. You can find ways to message us. You can leave comments sure. on YouTube, things like mm-hmm. that. We're still out there. I yeah. Mean, just X sucks. Yeah. We see, we actually do see all the, the comments. And in fact, it was, you know, previous cast three casts ago, we were talking about one listener who had messaged us and, you know, it was nice to hear from somebody. Yep. So I, I don't want to be talking into the void at this right no i'm just kidding like i am talking to mike and sean here but by the way welcome to nerds of the old republic i'm adam i'm sean and i'm mike there we go we said we're gonna do it out of order so i brought it back there'll be a there'll be a wikipedia entry soon for if you took this whole podcast and rearranged it in chronological order (laughs) that's our new social media (laughs) there it is wikipedia yep yep well adam would you recommend kill bill oh yeah yeah. Yeah. If you had five hours to spend, I would watch it consecutively, though. Seriously, uh, I think that's probably the best way to enjoy it. Uh, I mean, this is going to shock everyone, but fuck yeah, I think it's a great movie. I mean, I am shocked <laughs> by your language, but yes, I know. I I, well, I got I like disclaimer to... and things. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, no. We are not sorry. safe for work. Yeah, no. I'm fucking sorry. I was shit. <laughs> God damn it. Cunt. <laughs> that is one we've not we maybe have not used that before I can't the cast. remember I don't know, I don't know. it needed to be said <laughs> yeah now we're just getting all the words out there I'm I'm gonna say don't watch it it's too late <laughs> sure you sure. missed the it's fucking too late you missed the fucking boat <laughs> the time has passed where, where were you in the early 2000s so fuck you yeah you don't <laughs> deserve Kill Bill yeah this film go. is too good for you yeah there you well, go. Someone's got to be that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know what you're not too late for, listener, is going out and watching the next film we're going to talk about, which is Inglorious Bastards, Bastards. Which, which caused me some problems searching it online <laughs> because I didn't realize the spelling is different. Yeah. There's an E there, y'all. Give it a look. Uh, we're going to be talking about that and uh, killing some Nazis. Yeah. Right? Killing Nazis. That's right. So thank you for being here. Find a friend. Play it in the background while they're coming in to hang out with you, or you go meet them somewhere. And they'll be like, hey, what's that? Just have it on your car when you're taking someone out for a night in the town. You're like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It will show how distinguished you are, sophisticated and worldly. Play it for your classes of fourth graders. and Yeah. While your kids are in the car. Absolutely. Whatever you need to do. Whatever. Right? You know, start them young. (laughs) So uh, with that being said, we'll see you in a couple weeks with Inglorious Bastards. Until then, cheers. Cheers, cheers.